At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. We are off and running on a Thursday evening from the Circus Sportsbook. Adam Hill joining me today, and I am Tim Murray. Adam Hill from the Las Vegas Review Journal. You know, Adam, we missed a lot of things uh, during a bizarre 2020. Uh, a lot of things that, unfortunately, we'll, we'll never get back in the sporting world. You know, the Hall of Fame game I could do without. I didn't miss it last year. I think you're wrong. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna fight on this, and I saw a lot on Twitter. Uh, I saw a lot of people tonight that were like preseason football. What's the point? Okay, we've got football. We do have football. We, we I, missed it. I I don't complain about football. I I am the the you know the king of bowl games. I love bowl games. Give me all the bowl games. Let every team in a bowl game. Ah, and, and I'm okay with some preseason games. This game is just every year. It's just so bad. It is so it's bad. Sloppy. It is uh, it is nine to three if you're wondering, and it should have been an indicator when the total opened thirty four, and it got bet down to thirty one and a half. Way too high. I, I saw it uh, <laughs> at one point in the first half. I think I saw the live line at like eighteen for the total. Uh, pretty low. It would, it's indicative of exactly how ugly the game has been, and it's been ugly in areas you might expect. Special kicking. teams, yeah, kicking games been awful. Uh, special teams on both sides has been pretty lackluster. Uh, they're still getting a feel for things, and you're not going to see the big stars out on the field. But I, I just enjoy watching football. I enjoy especially, I mean, college football is great too. I just enjoy watching NFL football. Like these are guys that are putting their, you know, their their health on the line to try to make a football team. Like there's a lot of effort, even if it looks sloppy. I enjoy this. And, I, you know, I saw people complaining about it. You know it's easy? Not watch, watch it. Watch something else. Yeah. That is true, and that's that's my biggest criticism. Uh, it, it is always, in my opinion, uh, especially where I where I grew up and and lived and worked for uh, over a decade, Washington D.C., which is not a college sports town whatsoever, Adam. And I used to hear, you know, in between Christmas and New Year's, well, these bowl games. What what's the point of them? I'm like, well, don't watch. Watch, do you, do you, watch Bad Santa. Yeah, do you want to be? I'm sorry. Do you not want football? Do you not want to be sitting out? Do you want to be sitting with your in-laws? No, I'd rather watch the, uh, you know, the the Bahamas Bowl. Sure. So, so but, I'd but, rather that. So you know what? I'm, I've gone to your side. You've you. convinced me. Thank you. Uh, I apologize. Sincerely, I apologize if I offended anybody. I should not be complaining. We have live football right now. We have bettable football right now. And there are lines. It is 9-3. to three. Uh, listen, do I, did I think the best way to spend my Thursday night is to watch Ben DiNucci go one for three? (laughs) Yes, you did. No, actually I kind of did. Uh, no, like there's, there's other things to do, but I enjoy just watching the game. I enjoy any kind of football I have. I I go to practice every day. That's true. You do go to practice every day. Like, listen, you want to talk about bad football, like some drills. You're like, okay, well, what are we doing? And this one you get to watch in the air conditioning. You're not outside. Are they still doing practice outside? Hot, bro. Woo. Even at 8 in the morning, Ooh. it is hot in Las Vegas. And then I, but also, I'll say, just like you're complaining, okay, people are complaining, oh, football, it's bad football, whatever. Uh, I hear people on the sidelines complaining, like, man, it's hot out here. And then I look, and I'm like, those guys are in pads. 
They're doing something. You're standing <laughs> here running complaining. around. Yeah, it's hotter for them. See, Trust me. You are you are a glass half full type of guy. Nobody's ever said that before. <laughs> well, you're a glass half full guy, at least for preseason football. You are uh, you are running for mayor of preseason football. Uh, and, it, and it would be a great job. Uh, we didn't have it last year. You were you had a quiet last year. You ran for re-election. You were elected, and the Pit, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers went off as two and a half point favorites. And right now, uh, they're they're covering. But here come the old uh, Dallas Cowboys with a bunch of people you have no idea who they are. Didn't you miss first and ten running play holding calls? I do. Don't I mean we, we're getting that right now? Uh, yeah, that's great. It is. How could you be upset about that? Uh, by the way, Garrett Gilbert, Cooper Rush, your uh, two Cowboy quarterbacks who have put up. But as we said, uh, the pride of James Madison, the Nooch, Ben DiNucci in the house. Uh, and I think people who saw him, what was that, Sunday Night Football, would be uh, not surprised at this uh, stat line. Two for four with a pick. It was an ugly pick, too. <laughs> it was late and across the, across the middle. Uh, easy interception that All turned right. into a field goal for the let's, other one. Let's get the night rolling. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. Ben DiNucci just showing his athleticism with a naked bootleg. Ben DiNucci, baby. The pride of JMU. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. Adam Hill to my left at Adam Hill. LVRJ, the Las Vegas Review Journal, who has worked about 17 jobs already today. Today. Yeah. So long. Just, just today. Yeah, it, is, it has been a long day. He's done local radio. He's done his day job. And now he's here working on the nightcap. So, uh and it was the the Raiders were off from practice today, which was nice. Oh, look at that! And then there's guys visiting, free agents potentially signing. There's injuries. There's never a day off in the NFL, which is fine. Which is fun. I just said I love the NFL. I love having games. I love sweating out preseason bets when you've got minus two on the Steelers and plus three and a half on the Cowboys. I love those things. <laughs> All fun. Trying to middle. I, I I just hope it happens for you. You're trying to middle a preseason football game, but. A full preseason football game landing three is wouldn't be the craziest thing. It wouldn't be. It's nine to three, so that's not ideal situation. That mixed extra point doesn't do you much help. Actually, there. it could if they kick a field goal here. The that's other true. Yeah, that's that'd be true. nice. I'll take it. Um, I'm much more invested in minus two on the Steelers. So if that's what happens, that's what happens. I just got to a point during the game where I said, you know what? I, that was probably a bad decision. So let me buy out some of this bet. And and that could be a lesson for you out there. Sometimes, like, you make a bet, it still has a chance to win, but you're like, I don't know what I was doing on this. So go ahead and take a shot. Buy out of it. That's what I did. Well, I should have done that last night, to be honest. I was sitting here. By the way, I I should have tweeted out the picture. And we will get network TV. Our cries have been heard. The gold medal game, which initially was going to be streamed only, will be on television. So, hallelujah. We can watch uh, the United States men on network television. Oh, tomorrow. you want me to get really optimistic? Oh, yeah, please let do. Me, let me talk Peacock for a bit. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I am glass half full on Peacock. Uh, I, inv- I purchased a two-year Peacock plan before Peacock ever launched I was going to say, was it, was it because of the Notre Dame-Toledo game or the USA men's basketball game? I love that Drew Brees is going to be on Peacock for his first commentary game. There you That's amazing. Uh, no, it's for Saved by the Bell and The Office is why I bought it. Extended Office, right? Oh, it's tremendous. It's tremendous Look at in this. every way. He is pro preseason, 
pro-peacock. He is Mr. Optimism. I don't know what people are talking about. Adam Hill. People are complaining, like, oh, I have to put on Peacock for the game. I'm like, I'm already on it. <laughs> I've been watching. <laughs> what are we talking about? I was here? watching when uh, when A.C. Slater was uh, was the lifeguard at, uh, at, the, at the country club for the summer. Uh, it was at Malibu Sands Beach Club. There you go. Yes. I mean, come on. Stacey Carosi. Um, I like I like it. The last show, it was all Seinfeld references. Yeah. I guess today we're going on. We're going to save that bell? Nah. Well, buckle up, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> um, but what I was going to say, to your point about getting out of bets, last night I was sitting over at Mega Bar, uh, had the laptop up, <laughs> because <laughs> that's how you had to watch the game. Uh, now, look, I could have got I, – I didn't want to drive – I really wanted to watch the game last night. Uh, and we talked about, on the show quite a bit – I really liked Australia first half. That was a no sweat. But the end of that first half last night, I said, uh-oh. This plus 12 full game, eh, I don't think this is coming home. And I did not bet out of it. I should have. I should have laid the points in the second half, hope for maybe a middle. Uh, that end of the first half should have been indicative. This is going to get ugly. And it did. 32-10 to 10 third quarter. Uh, well done by the United States. And you could see Kevin Durant in that second quarter start to turn it on and, and get to that next gear. And similar to what we saw in the Spain game, and I know you got in on the U.S. in the Spain game in the second half the with a crazy number. What, I, what number? What shop? Adam tweeted out, got USA, what, minus four second half. It was nine and a half everywhere else. Well, everybody came firing back at me like, liar, it's nine. <laughs> and a half and I was like I'll post my ticket like I got my it's not my fault I got a good number I don't know what you want me to do uh it's my fault I didn't bet more right definitely should have uh, gone in harder on that uh but yeah it's and I would I would look out for this again um full credit to the USA coaching staff listen yeah I saw this tweet I like I'm not breaking any ground here that Popovich and Steve Kerr are unbelievable basketball coaches I know uh, everybody already understands that but I love what they've done in this tournament. First of all, they knew it was going to be a failing out process. There's other good teams out there. They didn't care about losing exhibitions. They were trying to figure out lineups and everything else. And what they've done here in this tournament, I think it's been really impressive. And it might be open for a betting opportunity in the final as well. They are letting teams come out and hit them with everything they've got early. And they know that's going to happen. If you listen to Kevin Durant after the game last night, he said this. He goes, we know we're the U.S. We know everybody's gunning for us. We know what everybody thinks about us. We know that they're going to really throw a knockout punch in the first part of the game. And we're allowing them to do that. We're, si- we're, we're sitting here, we're taking their punch, seeing what they got, and then making adjustments to what they do. And we've seen that time and time again in this tournament. We've seen it be really effective in these last two games in particular. And yesterday what it was was Patty Mills going at them hard, and they mm-hmm. know Patty Mills is good. And by the way, Popovich kind of understands Patty Mills' yeah. game a little bit. And they made a switch defensively on what they were doing on Patty Mills. Totally shut him down. And you saw the end of the second quarter. We talk about the third quarter and the, the lopsided score. It's the end of the second quarter, as you were referencing, where the USA just took over that game. And, and I would look for them to do that again. I think they're, gonna, they're going to you know, allow some stuff early, see what, uh, see what is in store for them, and then make those adjustments about midway through the second quarter, and that's where they take over a game. Yeah, we'll dive into this game a little bit more in depth later on the show. But uh, right now, you can get France plus seven in the first half. The way this tournament has played out it's hard to lay seven with the united states in the first half because of that point i would think about laying the 12 and a half full game but france is big and i actually really wanted i wanted slovenia and two and twofold i wanted luca i wanted luca to go against you and i thought that that matchup was tremendous for the united states i thought that i thought usa luca would get his but i thought the usa was going to smash slovenia i i just because to your point 
they know they're a one-man band, yeah. and they would have figured out ways with Drew Holiday and, and switching things. They would have, you know, he may have got his early, like, you know, Ricky Rubio was trying to yeah. do in, in, the, in on Spain, and and uh, don't get too excited, Cavs fans. That ain't happening in the NBA. Uh, but we'll, uh, we'll, we'll break that down. Uh, and Australia-Slovenia, also the bronze medal game as well, and that one a very uh, short line. Slovenia laying a point and a half, so we'll get to that. But uh, with football going on and uh, the mayor of the preseason in the house, I-, I figured this would be a good time to talk about the two teams playing in the Cowboys and the Steelers. The Steelers under Mike Tomlin, Adam, have never had a losing record. Now, they've had some 500 records, but they've never had an under 500 record. Win total, 8.5, meaning, if you like the under, they're going under 500 for the first time since Mike Tomlin has been the head coach. And guess what? Kind of like the under. Yeah, for mul- multiple reasons. Yeah. Um, I think you start with the division, right? And we all know Baltimore is really good. They're going to be good again. I mean, sure, something could happen where they take a step back. But I think they're going to be really good because they've got a really good organization. They know what they're doing. They're doing a good job building around Lamar, getting him weapons now. And I'm, I'm all in on Lamar. I've never been a doubter uh, of him. I think he's a very, very good quarterback and will only continue to get better. Um, but then you've got Cleveland in that division as well. And I've... Uh, I've said on this show, I believe, I've said everywhere I've done interviews, I believe Cleveland right now, uh, you ask me what the best organization in sports is, their current administration right now, I'm putting them at the top. I, I think they're unbelievable at what they're doing and what how they're trying to build. The only question mark they have is Baker Mayfield, and I think he showed last year in this system and with another year uh, under his belt in this system, I, I think he's perfectly capable of doing everything that they need him to do to have a really successful season. Now, I think the Bengals have some areas where they could be okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a lot of concerns about Joe Burrow. I had a lot of concerns last year. I have way more concerns this year. So, you know, that's not a great team there. But those are that's four games that are really tough already. Uh, you've got a bunch of teams in your schedule that are really good if you're Pittsburgh. As you mentioned, there is an extra game. But um, I think if there's going to be a year where Tomlin can't work his magic, I think this is probably the year. Yeah, I like the under, and you can get plus money on it uh, on the under. And... For multiple reasons, you know, Ben Roethlisberger, what are you going to get? Hey, he looked thin. Congratulations. He was also not very good last year. Uh, I like Najee Harris quite a bit. Uh, I think he's going to be a tremendous player, but their offensive line is terrible. Yeah, is Najee Harris, I forget, he plays left tackle or right guard? <laughs> uh, he plays running back. Oh, and they yeah. picked him in the first round? They did. Okay. They did that. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, so, you know, Warren Sharp is someone that, you know, so many people in the in the gambling space just use him as a, as a resource. And he... His biggest thing the night after the schedule release is breaking down the schedule. The Pittsburgh Steelers have the 31st most, or the second hardest schedule. The 31st easiest was the way he rated it. The Oakland or the uh, Raiders actually have the hardest schedule based upon win totals projected by Las Vegas. And then the hardest end of the season goes to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Look at that final column for those of you watching on VEASAN.com. Ravens. At the Vikings, which eh, is kind of kind of in shaky ground right now. <laughs> Titans at the Chiefs, Browns, Ravens again. That is brutal to close out the season. Those six games, three division games at the Chiefs, home against the Titans, odds-on favorites to win the uh, the AFC South, and then on the road at Minnesota. Probably a dog in all six of those games. Maybe Titans at home. 
The Titans are... The Titans are really good. Really good. So, I mean, you look at the end of that season, and you, by the way, if you could just throw that graphic up at real quick one more time. The first column is not week, exactly easy. Week 11, by the way, it's the Chargers on the road. Granted, that's going to be a home game. I mean, that place will sure. be infiltrated with Pittsburgh fans. At the Bengals, that could be tricky. Uh, by week nine, the Bears could have Justin Fields in there. You open the season as almost a touchdown dog on the road at the Bills. Week four, you got at the Packers. That is a brutal schedule for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, you know, where are your nine wins? So I think this is going to be a tough year. I'm with you. I, I like the Browns quite a bit. I like the Ravens a little bit more. I think I'll, uh, I'll play them to win the division if I can find that at a decent price. So I was down on the Steelers, and then you add in the fact that this schedule is really, really hard. Good luck. Uh, I think it's going to be the first under 500 season Mike Tomlin has ever had as the head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, at least they've got a really, really good running back to run behind no offensive line. <laughs> that's going to be helpful for them. I mean, that's a good decision. Uh, that's quality roster building right there. I'm sensing a little sarcasm in your voice. I'm glad that it's coming across. <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't really trying to hide it, yeah. You're in the wrong state. Need a new map. <laughs> yes. All right. Um, let's wow. uh, let's get wow. to there you Davenport. Go. Yeah. Yes. Uh, let's get to uh, let's get to Dallas uh, as uh, as we're watching the Hall of Fame game uh, unfold in front of us. So the Dallas Cowboys, they're the favorites to win the NFC East uh, to make the playoffs minus one forty, win the NFC East at DraftKings plus one thirty. Over under on wins is set at nine. Dak is back. Uh, a plethora of weapons to throw to. What to expect from Zeke? I am very down on Zeke, but hey, have at it if you want to play some overs on his rushing yards at 1,100. Uh, but you look at C.D. Lamb, you look at Amari Cooper, uh, just a, a ton of weapons to throw to there uh, for the Dallas Cowboys. And Dak Prescott, before he had his ankle destroyed, was leading the league in passing. So what's your anticipation for the Cowboys. They spent a first-round pick on Micah Parsons to try to help that defense, which was just horrendous last year. They bring in Dan Quinn to run the defense, uh, alleviating Mike Nolan. I just can't trust this team at this short of price to win the division uh, with so much variables, and they are still the Cowboys, and Mike McCarthy's still their head coach. I can't play them to win the division, and I would maybe look, look a, a little bit towards the over. I'll make a proposal for you. All right. Um, I, I agree. The, the price is short. Um, I think they are. They're the most talented team in the division. They are. Their defense is still has a lot of questions. A lot of questions. I like, I mean, I love Washington's defense, um, and I love Fitzpatrick. You never know when he's going to melt down, but I love him as a player. I think their offense will be a little bit more explosive and dynamic this year. So can their defense carry them? Possibly. I don't think much of the Giants. The Eagles, I think, are going to be terrible unless Sean Watson can play. And they yeah. We'll see. Um, but if you if you're looking at the Cowboys and you're like, you know what, I'm interested in, in betting the Cowboys to win the division. I think they're going to win the division. I think they win ten games, maybe eleven. They win the division, but man, that plus one thirty. How about something we talked about? I think I think last time, maybe a couple of times ago, I was here. What about Dak to win Comeback Player of the Year? And that's how you bet the Cowboys to win the division. If the Cowboys win eleven games, twelve games, it's going to be tough to beat them. Now it's a crowded field. There's some really impressive players that missed last year or hurt or for whatever reason were out. But, you know, you got Christian McCaffrey and Von Miller and I think, you know, a bunch of guys that have the potential to win that award. But if Dak comes back and plays like he did last year 
and takes him to a division title. It's going to be tough to beat him for that award. What about this? If you like the Cowboys. Come back over the top. I like it. <laughs> if you like the Cowboys. I don't disagree with that. If you like the Cowboys. Are they beating the Buccaneers week one? No. Okay. On the road, almost a touchdown underdog. Bet them after they lose that game to win the division. Maybe those odds get a little more intriguing. Maybe you wait. They go to Los Angeles week two. Now, then you're kind of. Then I think you're, you're, you're playing with fire a little bit. But Washington's at home against the Chargers week one as a one-point underdog. Uh, the Giants are at home against Denver as a one-point underdog. I think the Giants win that game. By the way, I kind of like the Giants to win this division. We've talked about it. I just like the price oh. at plus 450. Who's playing quarterback? You're going Daniel Jones? Danny Dimes, baby. <laughs> okay. We got our own Danny Dimes on Visa and Danny Burke. We got, okay. we got Danny Dimes there. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a leap of faith. But at that price... <laughs> I just I, 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 I lean a little bit towards it. But I think the Giants can beat Denver. I know Denver's got a stacked roster. We'll talk AFC West a little bit later on in this hour. Um, but I think that might be a way to go. Do you think that how much does that price does it increase by ten cents, twenty cents? It's it's plus one thirty. Could you get a plus one fifty? Could you get a plus one sixty if Washington and New York win week one? Sure. I think that's what you're banking on. Yeah. Uh, you can you can also just <laughs> Play the plus one thirty, and then play a parlay of <laughs> of Bucks money line with with Washington money line. Uh, and We're trying to get creative. I know it's 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 for sure. But this is this is I think a good lesson too. Like when you talk about betting, like it's not always it's not always just oh I only have one option. Right. Bet this team. Like there's other ways to try to get creative and bet it. We talk oftentimes in the Super Bowl of hey you don't like the money line well maybe bet the quarterback to win the MVP and then that's a way to get maybe a better number on a money line in the Super Bowl. So there, there is different ways to, to bet what you want to bet without betting straight up. The people need an update on the Hall of Fame game, and we're going to give it to them. On the other side, Cowboys-Steelers. Football's here, baby. It's the nightcap on BC. Nightcap live from our Circus Studios in downtown Las Vegas. Fourth quarter is here in the Hall of Fame game. The Steelers and the Pit. <laughs> I lost. I thought I was about to say the Steelers and Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh and the Dallas Cowboys tonight. Nine to three is your score. And the amazing thing was last night on the show, Jeff Parles was here with me. And we were talking about all of the first touchdown props that WinBet put up for this game. And he said, where's no touchdown? And it was 30-1. to It wasn't put on the graphic because Aaron, our producer, can only put so many names and options on graphics. So the further you get down the list, it's just not going to be there. And ultimately, that really looked like a potentially great bet. Now... Kalen Bellage has scored the game's only touchdown for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and that is where we stand right now. A missed extra point is how we got to 9-3. to three. I know may, many of you may be thinking, wow, do we have t- four field goals? No, we've had, uh, we've had a handful of, uh, of missed kicks tonight. We've had, I think, three missed field goals and a missed extra point. Uh, but right now, if you, uh, if you played the early favorite, there are the odds. Kalen Bellage, 25-1, to one. could have picked that up, but... The total last night, and you think about where the NFL has gotten to in the regular season with so many high-scoring games and totals reaching spots that we have never seen before in the 50s, 
looking college football-esque in that regard. And then you see a number like 34. And you see it get bet down to 31 and a half. And even South Point had it at 31 was their closing total. It should have been alarm bells. This thing is going under. Play the under. And right now, if you have an under ticket, you are feeling pretty comfortable. Don't want to count your chickens. Uh... It's never over until it's or never under until it's over. Um, we will see if this one comes home. But uh, right now, nine to three, and uh, the Steelers are driving, looking to uh, maybe punch it in again there in Canton, Ohio. If you're wondering some uh, some of the names that are uh, taking care of business, so to speak, here tonight, uh, I mentioned Kalen Balaj scoring the game's only touchdown to this point. You've seen uh, a bunch of who's who's as quarterbacks. Mason Rudolph got the start, 6 for 9, 84 yards. Dwayne Haskins, yes, that Dwayne Haskins, he's on the Pittsburgh Steelers trying to uh, revive his career. 8 for 13, 54 yards. And now Astro Dobbs, Josh Dobbs in the game, 1 for 1 for the Steelers. Garrett Gilbert, Cooper Rush and the Nooch, Ben DiNucci, your three quarterbacks for Dallas. So no Dak Prescott, not surprising. No Ben Roethlisberger, not surprising whatsoever. And really not many notable names playing in this game. Najee Harris did play uh, 22 yards on seven carries in this one. And uh, also you actually saw a handful of regulars for the Pittsburgh Steelers out there. I would say most notably... How about the fact that Chase Claypool was targeted four times at 62 yards on three receptions in this game? You're looking at CeeDee Lamb. He's on the sideline. He's not playing tonight. Uh, you saw uh, Deontay Johnson had two receptions in this game. So uh, that is where we stand right now. Uh, Brad Evans, by the way, always love talking to Brad. Very interested to uh, to hear what his plays were because you knew he had plays. He, he definitely had plays on the Hall of Fame game tonight. And we'll get him in the conversation on these two teams in particular, because I think with the Cowboys, you look at some of the season total props. We talked NFC South yesterday. Jeff and I really love Matt Ryan over uh, passing yards at 45-50. You you look at what Dak Prescott's numbers are going to be. They're going to be astronomical. You got to be banking on health for him. But I think you, you have to believe right now with the Dallas Cowboys, I believe there's a question mark at, quarter, at, at running back with Dak Pre, uh, with uh, with Zeke Elliott, and you think about the potential there for him to air it out to those wide receivers. Um, Dak could be one to look at, and as uh, as Adam mentioned, uh, when it comes to Dak Prescott, maybe you look at comeback player of the year. I mean, last year uh, it was a slam dunk, and I got to give props to producer Aaron Oster, who had the foresight uh, to think about it. But Alex Smith, once he stepped foot on the field last year, it was a no doubt. Comeback player of the year. Dak Prescott is putting up over 4,500 yards passing. You'd have to think he's going to be winning comeback player of the year. He's the favorite, but uh, you have to think that is the way we go. Third and goal. Yep. Got that going on. Eight and a half minutes to go in the fourth quarter. We're also going to have a gold medal beach volleyball game. They call them Alex and April. Alex Kleinman, April Ross. They're the A-team. Mr. T was tweeting at them. We'll get you updated on that as well. Hey, we got a touchdown. Another touchdown. Tyler Simons touchdown for the Steelers. It is the nightcap here on Beeston.
VEASAN COLLEGE FOOTBALL BETTING GUIDE IS HERE. START YOUR COLLEGE FOOTBALL SEASON ON THE RIGHT FOOT WITH OUR EXPERT ANALYSIS AND PICKS FOR CONFERENCE CHAMPIONS, HEISMAN HOPEFULS, AND PLAYOFF TEAMS, PLUS POWER RATINGS FOR EVERY TEAM. NOW IS ALSO A GREAT TIME TO GET YOUR ALL ACCESS. VEASAN SUBSCRIPTION, INCLUDING OUR COLLEGE AND PRO FOOTBALL BETTING GUIDES, ALONG WITH EVERYTHING WE OFFER FOR THE ENTIRE SEASON. Get, our, get your college football betting guide for only $19.99 or start your all-access trial today, vcin.com backslash subscribe. It is the nightcap here on vcin. Adam Hill from the Las Vegas Review Journal. Busy man all around town. Was on local radio for four hours before coming in. Seven straight hours of radio, pretty much. It was an hour in between. Yeah. Got a nice break, a nice breather, made some uh, made some bets on the app and got ready to go <laughs> come in here. Well, I... I the, the Pittsburgh Steelers, your middle uh, doesn't look great right now. You, you tried the buyback. You yeah. tried for that, that middle there. Um, applaud the effort. Uh, but the Pittsburgh Steelers did just punch it in for a score, a touchdown pass from Dwayne Hat. Oh, I'm sorry, Josh Dobbs. Don't nice. want to mess up my uh, quarterbacks here. Uh, and his touchdown was to Tyler Simons. Sure. 16-3. to we, we saw made extra points, so that's good. A miracle. Uh, yeah, so uh, sixteen to three right now. That's uh, still oh fumble. Oh boy. Uh, trying to think where we are with this total. You should be good on. They call it incomplete pass. Well, I, I wanted to bring up something. Uh, as right now we're watching Alex and April, the A team for Team USA in beach volleyball, goal for go for gold by April Ross. By the way, has bronze, has a silver, going for gold tonight. You bet the favorite here. It's as square as it gets. I am going to say right now, I have zero handicapping on this, uh, except that I've been watching the matches. And you're American. Sure. That's not a handicap, though. That seems like a bias. That does seem like a bit of a bias. Uh, (laughs) I've been watching the matches. They're good. Yeah. The other team's good, too. I know. They're fine. Uh, I just was, I knew I was going to be sitting here. I was like, well, American beaches maybe aren't as good as Australian beaches. Mm, that goes into your handicap in a little bit. I don't know. Uh, yeah, so uh, early uh, early lead for the U.S. But I, I was going to bring this up. Can I, can, I, can I buy back on this? <laughs> Have it some in-game, in-game back on the other side? Um, I, I love the Olympics. Our viewers know that. I've been talking about them. I guess too much because I think, uh, I think Patrick Everson reported that the Westgate had like a total of 13 bets. You had, you had made nine of them? I, yeah, yeah, I had made a couple of them. Yeah. Uh, but uh, what what has been the most obscure thing you've bet on? I'll be honest, I haven't bet on anything outside of of basketball this uh, this Olympics. I think I'm trying to remember. No, I did bet. I bet incorrectly on a pool play women's soccer game. Oh, I bet a lot of soccer. Did you? Oh yeah, yeah, I'm all in. Did you bet over Australia USA late last night? That would have been a nice bet. That would have been a yeah, nice bet. No, Seven goals in uh, in regulation. But what has been the most obscure one that you have bet? Ooh, I mean, I'm going to go ahead and say maybe it's the beach volleyball match that and, I just It's pretty obscure. Um, I've watched a lot of really obscure things. I've fought and scraped and clawed to watch some events that I was like, why am I watching this? I actually knew I, I had written a story on uh, one of the girls in the heptathlon. Uh, so I really wanted to watch that. Turns out, not the easiest event to watch. It's it's tough, even with Peacock and watching just the track and field channel. Tough. Yeah. Uh, so I was on that. Uh, but yeah, betting wise, it's been like I I keep looking for things. Here's I will tell you this: if this wasn't the week that it was, 
for you. I would have bet a lot more. Yeah. Because we've we've mentioned this that I just love betting events in the middle of the night. That's I true. love betting on things. But because I've got to be at the team facility like five forty five, six every day, like it's tough to bet like a, a water polo match at three AM because I'd want to watch it. Right. And now I'm like, uh, now what am I gonna do? I'm never gonna sleep. So if I didn't have to be waking up and when I do this week, I'd probably would be betting a lot of money on a lot of different not even a lot of money, just a lot of random events. Uh, but it's it my having to work has really held me back. Stupid work sucks. Stupid work getting in the way. Um, so we mentioned it's sixteen to three Hall of Fame game going on right now. Uh, you've got a couple small plays. Uh, I guess I didn't ask what the volume was, uh, but uh, I'll, I'll assume not the largest place. No, yeah. no. Um, that not you, a limit bet. <laughs> yeah, no. that you normally make. But can you glean anything off of preseason games? Uh, you know, you cover a team in the in the in the Raiders, so you're. I, I've been there before. You watch every guy on the roster and you think, oh, that guy right there, he's got some speed, he's got some shiftiness, and he's among the first cut. So it is always tough to put too much stock in the preseason. You know, doing local radio for almost a decade, people lose their minds over the seven-string running back. Hey, can he make the roster or the battle for the fourth-string quarterback spot? At the end of the day, they're meaningless. They don't mean anything to the to the season win total, really much of, of anything. But when you think about futures bets or week-to-week, -week, can you really, in your opinion, pick up anything when it comes to the preseason? I'm going to say no, and I'm going to especially say no because I think the biggest danger in the preseason for us as betters and for handicappers, you know, it's different depending on your perspective, but for us as betters, the biggest danger is trying too hard to read something into it, right? So I'm going to say, no, you can't. Even though I think there are little things here and there that you probably can. I just, I think it's really dangerous to, to look at it and say, oh, I think I could figure this out about this team or I know this about this team. I think you can see certain things with especially rookies and yeah. young players, uh, guys coming off injuries. Like those are the things I really like to watch. Uh, a rookie quarterback, not necessarily how he plays. Like who cares about his completion percentage or things like that. It's just his his presence, his poise in Does the look pocket, comfortable. Those sorts of things I think you can you can read into. And and you can't overreact if a guy looks terrible all of a sudden like oh he's going to be awful. But you just you can get a sense of of his poise and a guy coming back from injury that's another one where okay, he looks he's a running back. He's hitting the hole pretty good. He's you know, he's he's you know, following his box. He's not getting too uh, ahead of himself or getting too excited. Like he's just he's playing the game. He's settling back in. Um he's running at top speed. He's able to get in and out of his breaks. Those sorts of things you can watch. But I think really trying to gleam a lot about, oh, this team looked really good. I'm going to bet their season win total over. Probably not the best approach. I think my favorite is going to be Green Bay games in the preseason. Because anything Aaron Rodgers does. He's not taking the field. <laughs> or now, anything Jordan Love jo does. Anything Jordan Love does. Yes. Is, oh, maybe. Maybe they got some there. If Aaron Rodgers. If Aaron Rodgers is out there for one snap and you know throws a pass behind a receiver. Yeah, shouldn't have been in Hawaii with Miles Teller. <laughs> right. should, should have been focusing on his craft. Uh, that is what I'm looking forward to if he makes any steps. Well, we continue a segment that is sweeping the nation. Not really, but I like to think so. It it's called a division a day. It's like an apple a day. Keeps a doctor away. I don't know if a division a day does that, but we will continue that. The AFC West will be today's topic du jour. That's Adam Hill. I'm Tim Murray. It is the Nightcap here on VEASAN.
Indeed's instant match searches through millions of resumes in Indeed's database to deliver candidates who fit your job description instantly. More at Indeed.com slash credit. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. Tim Murray with you as we continue our A Division A Day. We've done three com- divisions so far. Today, it is the AFC West. And in the first hour, we've always been bringing in guests, guests that know a particular team very well and may know the division very well, too. So let's uh, let's head to the phone lines and bring in Adam Hill from the Las Vegas Review-Journal. He joins us right now. Oh, he's here in studio. Um, Adam, looking at this Las Vegas team, um, they have the longest odds to win this division um, it's kind of all over the place. You know, DraftKings 25 to 1 to win the division, BetMGM 18 to 1, where we sit, circa plus 1295. Is this Raiders team, in your opinion, getting overlooked a little bit by the odds makers? You know, it's interesting. I, I thought for most of the offseason that they weren't, that everybody was right on, that they're the worst team in the division, and that it was going to be a really long year again for the Raiders. Um, I'm not, this is not me going into camp for a few days. Oh, look at these guys. (laughs) Look at these guys play. They're good. It's more just kind of reassessing the situation, right? And I think there's reasons to think that they could have a significant improvement from last year. Um, Now, the issue is, if you're talking about betting the division, they're in a division with the Chiefs. Yeah, that's that's kind of hard. They're not going to win the division. Unless Pat Mahomes gets hurt, that's completely, that's the case in every division. You can you know, make significant changes like that. But there is reason to think this team's going to be okay, right? And I'll start with the offense was good last year. Really good. One of the top scoring offenses in the league. Now, part of that was that their defense was so bad they had to score a bunch of points. But the offense is more than capable of being a playoff caliber offense. It's not going to be significantly worse. A lot of people point to the offensive line. Uh, I will make the case that, yes, they had some big names on the offensive line last year. Trent Brown at right tackle, highest paid right tackle in the league. Barely played. Uh, they had Gabe Jackson and Rodney Hudson, two veteran stalwarts uh, at center and at, at, at guard. Those guys are really good, but they're also over 30. They're getting older. Um, they had a guy in Denzel Good who had to play a lot last year in place of Richie Incognito. Incognito's back. Denzel Good has a year of starting experience. He's back on the line. They love Andre James. Like I think the offensive line isn't going to be as bad of an issue uh, as some people think it might with all the changes that they made on the line. And, of course, Colton Miller at left tackle has establish himself as a, as a really good player. So I'm not as concerned about the offensive line as a lot of people. So the offense looks like it's going to be really good. Henry Ruggs in his second year. Brian Edwards looks like a freaking all-star. I don't know how many people have seen the comparisons this week. He's been compared to three players this week. Randy Moss, <laughs> Terrell Owens, and Devontae Adams. He's a combination of those three players. Oh, he's, he's a combo of those yeah. three. Uh, that's silly. It's silly season in training camp. But I'll tell you this. He's making a ton of plays. I think he's going to have a really good year. Henry Ruggs, of course, they expect a lot out of him. So the offense, Darren Waller, Josh Jacobs, we know they're going to yeah. find Kenyon Drake, a new weapon. They weren't able to finish drives in the end zone, in the red zone last year. Kenyon Drake should fix that. So I think the offense is fine. Now you look at the defense, which was horrific last year. You bring in Gus Bradley, I think right away, that helps a little bit. Not that he's a miracle worker, but he's been an established defensive coordinator. And his system alone Moving Jonathan Abram out of a deep safety coverage spot into a box safety role where he's more of a linebacker, can attack the line of scrimmage, that already makes them a better defense because Jonathan Abram can't cover you. And so that's an issue for them. But if as a, as a box safety, he's going to be really good. you got Trayvon Merrick, who I think is going to be a great player uh, at, the, at the deep safety role. 
that's going to be better than they were last year. And you've got a year of experience in the cornerbacks. And if they're not any better, if Damon Arnett's not any better than he was last year, you've got Casey Hayward in there. And they brought in a ton of talent up front. So the defense should be better. I know people are like, well, they were awful. What did they really do? They really did, I think, make significant investments defensively. So all of a sudden you're like, okay, if the defense is 20th instead of 30th with that offense, you should be okay. Now, I'm not saying they're going to win 13, 14 games, but can they win 10 or 11 even against that really tough schedule? Yeah, they could. Um, when these numbers first came out, I was like, that, that's a six-win team. It's a dead under. But I'm starting to come around a little bit. I, I don't love that John Gruden still coaches like it's 2002. Like, I don't love that aspect. Actually, he was coaching in 2002 like it was 1982. Right. So he's still coaching like it's 1982. I get that. But he's, I think he's fine. And so I, I do think that the team has a chance to be significantly better. Schedule's tough. It's Hard real is, tough. It's the toughest schedule per Warren Sharp in the league. Number one. We talked about the Steelers being the second hardest. Number one is the uh, is the Las Vegas Raiders. We we're, were taking a look at some numbers um, uh, last week uh, with exact order of finish in mm-hmm. the division, right? Yep. And in the AFC West, they are basically making it that the Raiders are absolutely finishing last. And you see, you see these numbers up here, exact finish. Like, I love this. I would look at any combination here that has uh, the Chiefs winning it and the Raiders not in last. So you get 9-1 to one, Chiefs, Broncos, Raiders, Chargers. 16-1 to one, Chiefs, Raiders, Chargers, Broncos. I'm looking at that. I actually like that one a lot. Chiefs, Raiders, Chargers, Broncos. I like that quite a bit. I mean, I, I like the Chargers, but I do think there's going to be a little bit of regression uh, with uh, with Justin Herbert. So let's get to the rest of the division. Um, when you look at... All right, just let's just quickly do the Chiefs. They're, they're going to win this division. Uh, and... What are the Chiefs? Pat Mahomes is awesome. Yeah. All right, let's do the next. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I think Pat Mahomes is, is honestly not a terrible bet to win MVP. I know there's the... The expectations are too high. The, the regression of Super Bowl winners... Uh, sorry, Super Bowl runner-ups, I beg your pardon. Yeah. Uh, it, it's real. You look at the numbers... I'm not falling for it. I just Andy Reid in the regular season just always goes over the win total. The win total is astronomical. I think it's like twelve and a half. It would be over or nothing. I mean, I'm not yeah. betting under on on the Chiefs. I don't mind betting the over. I, I don't really like season win totals over uh, because really, like yeah, if there's a team that's much better than you think they're going to be, sure you can bet the over. But when you bet the over for the season, only real bad things can happen to you, right? Like, you're not going to – unless you're talking about, like, oh, the Eagles are adding Deshaun Watson and he can actually play. Right. Okay, that changes their dynamic. But really, the only things that are going to happen to a team are going to be negative. It's going to be injuries or, you know, COVID situations or things like that that are going to impact them negatively. So, yeah, if you find a team here or there that you just think is going to out, outdo expectations, like perhaps the Raiders, uh, yeah, you could bet a, a total over. But I'm much more of a season win total under guy just because – most of the things that can happen to impact that team are going to be negative. Well, let's get to one that I'm curious your thoughts. The Los Angeles Chargers. They seem to be the darling of a lot of people. You know, after the draft, I kind of fell into the, they got Brandon Staley, they got Staley uh, to sure up that left side. Uh, you know, Justin Herbert, year two. You get rid of Anthony Lynn. Um, maybe the Chargers are a team um what did I say? It was a, Rashawn Slater. I don't know what I, I said. Staley. Staley no, yeah. that's their coach. Coach. Coach, tackles, left tackle. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's, he can do both. That he, he played D3 football. Um, the Chargers over under set at nine and a half. 
just an amazing year last year for Justin Herbert. You talk to some of the folks like at PFF, they expect some sort of regression from him in year two just because he was so tremendous in year one. Um, what do you expect from the Chargers this year? Right, I'm going to go further because it's not just because he was so good in year one. There, there are some numbers that to, to look at to say, okay, this is probably not sustainable. Um, he was the best quarterback in the league last year under pressure. And if you look at those numbers from year to year, they don't usually stay the same. So what, like, basically what that means is if a quarterback's good under pressure, it's usually because of other circumstances, not because he's really good under pressure. Because it's, it's always different players that are at the top of those lists. So I would say that's probably not sustainable. Now, they helped out by saying you're not going to be under pressure as much. We're going to go get you a better offensive line. Sean Slater, Brian Bulaga. Okay, good. So from a clean pocket last year, I believe Justin Herbert was 24th in the league. Hmm. So there, there was some – like he was making plays, and there's no doubt. This is not to say that Justin Herbert wasn't good or he didn't have a great year or anything like that. But you have to look a little bit deeper at some of the, some of the factors sometimes – and I think in this case, you could say that some of the numbers that are usually you know, steady from year to year, there were some questions. And some of the numbers that are static and that they move around a lot from year to year, he was really good in and you, you would expect some regression. So I think that's why there's some thought there's regression. And I'm not one that's going to say Anthony Lynn was just so bad that they're going to fix things by getting rid of him. It's still a rookie coach. Yeah. It's still a guy that three years ago was coaching at like – John Carroll. You know, at, at, at your kid's Pop Warner school. Uh, hey, not school, hey, easy, I guess it's a easy. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's like, I like him. There's no D3 slander on this program. <laughs> I like him as a coach. I think he could be really good, but I'm not here to say that immediately they're a better team just because Anthony Lynn's not there. Um, I, I have some concerns about the Chargers. Now, that being said, I like a lot of their players. Mm-hmm. Uh, Derwin James being back is massive. If he can stay on the field ever, that guy's an unbelievable defensive player. So I think there's a lot of reasons like the Chargers too. But I'm I'm not just going to jump on board and say, well, Justin Herbert's going to be in the MVP conversation. They're going to be awesome. They're clearly finishing second. I have some concerns. Yeah, and I really liked uh, their their draft. You know, we talked about Rashawn Slater right. not trading up. They got Asante Samuel Jr. He falls to them. He could be a starter right away at at one of the cornerback positions. Chris Rumpf to add uh, to the depth, uh, getting to the quarterback. Final team will hit on Denver. Talent everywhere, except a quarterback. <laughs> Which is kind of an issue. So, is that important? Do we believe that the Denver Broncos, who, uh, if they had gotten Aaron Rodgers, and that's why a lot of people have those souvenir tickets right now of uh, of Denver to win the Super Bowl, what do we expect from Denver? I kind of think it's going to be a treacherous year uh, there in Denver. I, I love the talent, love the playmakers. Who's getting on the ball? Uh, I, first of all, I might have to mute some people on Twitter because I follow like every beat writer in the NFL <laughs> and the daily, not, I, I shouldn't say daily, not even hourly, the minute by minute updates on Locke and Bridgewater have to stop. <laughs> Please. This is a public service announcement. Please make it stop. It's so much. It's out of control. Both are mediocre. Now I think Bridgewater is better. I think he's a better I option. Too. I think they should go with Bridgewater. I think they will be more successful with Bridgewater. Uh, but I, it, it's not. This is not a Rodgers Mahomes battle. This is two like mediocre guys trying to win a job on a really talented football team. I think they can be good, but they're they could also just fall apart with no quarterback. We like that exactly. We like that. That sixteen to one. Let's bet that. Thank you. Adam Hill. I'm Tim Murray. Brad Evans. You know he's going to bring in us Tequila Thursday. We've got a final at the Hall of Fame game. If you expected to have a high scoring day, well, you're disappointed. It's a nightcap here on DC.